Hey, how you going? Uh, this is Alina and welcome to the Along Kim English podcast. Um, I'm recording this again with my fan on at the moment, uh, so the microphone might pick up the sound. It was quite hot today as well, uh, but I'm looking forward to cooler weather next week. Um, so for this episode, I thought I would talk about different types of diets. Uh, I think most people recognize diet to refer to a special meal plan in order to lose weight or become thinner. However, I'm actually referring to foods uh, that are usually or regularly eaten by a person or a group, which is another definition of diet. So I'll explain the different definitions of diet. Uh, I'll talk about different types of regular diets. Um, more specifically, I'll be talking about vegetarianism, veganism, uh, different religious diets, and gluten-free diet. Now, these are ones that are fairly common here in Australia. Um, however, most of the information is from the internet. Um, I've had some experience uh, with these diets, but I'm not always uh, speaking from experience. I talk about medical related stuff as well, so I hope the sources I used uh, are at least somewhat accurate. Anyway, uh, when it comes to different diets, um, people here are actually pretty accommodating um, and understanding when it comes to different diets or different dietary restrictions. Um, from experience, this is in part due to uh, acknowledgement of food allergies, uh, diseases that require specific diets, um, religious dietary requirements, etc. Um, of course, people who have dietary restrictions are in the minority, but it's fairly common for restaurants to have at least a vegetarian option, or even gluten-free options. And you can sometimes, uh, sometimes, not all the time, make changes to a dish. Otherwise, you can find a restaurant that serves food that caters to you, uh, that are vegan or kosher or halal. And even products sold in supermarkets um, have plenty of labels to let you know what diets it's suitable for. Um, there are also grocers that import products uh, that may be better suited for your diet and you can order stuff on the internet. All right, well, before we start, uh, transcripts are available on the website alongcameenglish.com or you can read along if you're watching the video on YouTube. And if you find this uh, interesting or helpful, please like, subscribe or follow. Also, please consider supporting Along Came English. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, most people recognize diet as a noun to refer to a special meal plan in order to lose weight uh, or become thinner. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, this practice of eating food is called dieting. It's also common to say, I'm on a diet, uh, to mean the same thing. Um, the word diet can also refer to the kinds of food uh, usually eaten by a person or a group, uh, which is the focus of today's episode. And interestingly, uh, diet is also an old-fashioned term um, used to refer to the Legislative Assembly, 
or the organization that makes laws in certain countries. However, a modern example of this is the National Diet of Japan. But yeah, if you, if you try to Google uh, Japan and diet, you're going to get results about fish, seafood, rice, seaweed, etc. Uh, now, diet um, can also be used to refer to the regular activities of a person or group. Now, I don't hear this used that often, though. Um, to me, diet almost always refers to food. So when a person uses the word diet, uh, context will always inform you which meaning the speaker is referring to. What is your diet like? This is asking about what you usually eat on a regular basis. Have you ever been on a diet? Uh, this is asking if you've been on a short-term eating plan with the purpose of losing weight, um, etc., um, and it's also quite common for people to ask questions like, do you have any dietary restrictions? Uh, so dietary here is an adjective uh, that means relating to your diet. And usually people would ask this question for functions like weddings or parties uh, to cater to people who might have food allergies or can't eat certain foods for different reasons. The proper term uh, to describe people or animals who eat both vegetables and meat is omnivore. However, we don't typically describe human diets this way. Um, I think it's understood that a regular, somewhat balanced, uh, typical diet has meat and vegetables. Yeah, so yeah, we don't casually say I have an omnivore diet. We tend to hear the word omnivore uh, maybe in a more scientific uh, academic context, uh, but yeah, usually it's used to describe animals. A carnivore is a noun to describe animals that eat meat or mostly meat. And this is not a term that's usually applied to humans either, uh, maybe in a humorous way. If you're catering to someone who might protest a more vegetarian dinner, for example. Uh, and recently, uh, there is something called a carnivore diet, uh, which is a restrictive diet that only includes meat, fish and animal products uh, with the exclusion of vegetables, fruits and nuts. Now, this is very recent um, and I'm not sure if it's a fad diet or not. A fad, not fat, is a style, uh, activity, or interest that becomes popular uh, for a short period of time. Uh, so examples of other fad diets include uh, cabbage soup diet or uh, baby food diet. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the carnivore diet is a fad, um, but I've heard a few people talk about it with positive results. Um, however, there is still a lack of scientific research on its long-term effects. And I think it's meant to be for people who have persistent health issues like an autoimmune or a mental health condition. Um, even though I've heard of relatively healthy people actually trying it out for themselves. Um, an autoimmune disease or condition uh, is when the body's immune system which is what protects your body from germs and infection, 
um, attacks your healthy cells and cause all sorts of problems. Uh, so examples include uh, lupus, multiple sclerosis, and celiac disease, which I'll talk more about later in this episode. Um, unfortunately, there is no cure for autoimmune diseases, and the condition is usually managed with different treatments. Um, some of them include specific diets. So yeah, a, a carnivore diet has recently become quite popular, but I don't think it's common to call people who are on this diet a carnivore. Alright, well let's move on to vegetarianism and veganism. Uh, vegetarianism is the practice of not eating meat. A vegetarian is someone who does not eat meat. And the word vegetarian can also be an adjective, uh, vegetarian food, vegetarian diet, vegetarian restaurant, etc. There's also something called uh, semi-vegetarianism, uh, which is a diet that's mostly vegetarian with the occasional inclusion of meat. And in recent years, it's also become known as flexitarian, uh, which is a combination of the words flexible and vegetarian. There are different types of uh, semi-vegetarian diets. A few examples, uh, pescatarian is someone who eats vegetables and fish and or other seafood. Politarian is someone who eats vegetables and chicken and eggs. And interestingly, uh, kangatarian is someone who eats vegetables and kangaroo meat. Uh, this is clearly Australian, but I've never met a kangatarian before. Uh, now, veganism is the practice of not eating or using any animal products. Um, vegan is someone who practices this. Uh, vegans are considered strict vegetarians in that they don't eat meat, but they also don't consume any products derived from animals, such as eggs, dairy, and even honey. They also don't consume foods that may contain ingredients uh, derived from animals like bread, chocolate, or marshmallows. Uh, some vegans um, may extend their philosophy beyond food and oppose the use of animals and animal products in general uh, for environmental and ethical reasons. So it's not just about food. Um, it can be uh, like a way of life. Um, they may avoid using animal products like leather or fur, or they may oppose animal farming because they believe it is en environmentally unsustainable. When it comes to food, uh, vegans need to take more care, and vegetarian options are not always vegan. Um, in general, uh, eggs, dairy, and honey are commonly acceptable for vegetarians, uh, but not for vegans. And even foods that are considered vegetarian, um, but may contain ingredients from animals like gelatin, are not acceptable for vegans. Um, gelatin is an ingredient that actually comes from animals uh, that's used to thicken liquids. And quite often it's used to make uh, desserts, um, gummy candies, uh, marshmallows, ice creams, even yogurts. So, so yeah, I can kind of understand why 
catering to vegans can be quite challenging uh, because most societies in general are not vegan. Um, there are often not many options for vegans when it comes to eating out. And people are often unaware that foods and drinks like uh, marshmallows or even apple juice could actually be unsuitable for vegans. When I was backpacking in Japan a few years ago, um, I hung out with a vegan for a few days. And yeah, it, it wasn't easy to find vegan options or even vegetarian options for him. Now, I've never been a vegan myself, but I've tried uh, different diets over the years and I found it challenging. Um, I had to go out of my way to find out what I could eat. Uh, some restaurants didn't have uh, a suitable option for me. And because my diet was different to uh, my peers, um, some of them were not that understanding about it. Um, and it also limited my ability to eat out with friends. So yeah. Now, a positive of uh, being vegan is that it forces you to be conscious of what you put in your mouth and your body. It is time consuming, of course, uh, because you have to cook everything from scratch. And maybe even more expensive if you choose to buy organic produce, uh, but it is healthier. Additionally, you can't argue against the positive uh, environmental impact of a vegan diet. Um, it saves water, it uses less land, uh, carbon dioxide emission is significantly lower. Uh, it saves animal lives and all this directly contributes to financial savings. And this is similar for vegetarians as well um, and even semi-vegetarians, um, although not as, not as much as vegans, of course. Um, unfortunately, uh, vegans also have a bad rap. Uh, bad rap is a phrase to describe someone or something that has a negative or unfavorable reputation. Part of it is because uh, veganism is often associated with extreme activism. And extreme activism is often controversial, like throwing uh, red paint on people wearing fur, or vandalizing or harassing businesses that sell or serve meat. Of course, you, you only hear the bad stories. Um, and there's also a negative prejudice against vegans, uh, particularly those who are vegans for ethical reasons, rather than those who are vegans for health reasons. And some people refuse to uh, transition to a vegan diet because they think it's a stigma. Yeah, it, it's, it's quite strange, actually. Um, although Australians are considered one of the biggest meat consumers in the world, um, I'd say that vegetarianism and even veganism in general has become more popular in recent years. There are a number of uh, different reasons for this. Um, I'd say one of the main ones is ethical. Um, there have been an increased emphasis on environmental sustainability uh, whether this is the awareness of overfishing, uh, risk of extinction for certain animals, environmental impacts of the kettle industry, or, or the awareness that animals are sentient beings. Um, sentient means the ability to experience feelings. Uh, there's also this increase in meat alternatives now, which are plant-based foods that taste like meat. 
Uh, veggie burgers are not new, of course, uh, but these meat alternatives are not just for vegetarians or vegans. Um, they're actually marketed to people who like to eat meat and now have the choice to choose a more sustainable alternative. Um, you can get them in local supermarkets here, uh, and a few fast food restaurants here now have options with these uh, meat alternative patties, like uh, McDonald's and Hungry Jack's. So it'll be interesting to see how popular this gets. Um, personally, I've never tried it, but my friends who have uh, say they can't tell the difference. But it is unfortunately still quite expensive uh, compared to the price of meat in general. Um, I've also heard it's actually not that healthy uh, because of the fat and sodium content. However, it's definitely become really popular the last few years. Uh, so maybe their prices will go down with popularity and they might offer uh, healthier alternatives. Who knows? Now, another reason to become vegetarian is health and weight loss. Um, I think most people are aware that eating more vegetables and fruits uh, is healthier for you. Um, that and also the fact that becoming a vegetarian uh, usually leads to weight loss. Now, of course, uh, knowing and doing are two different things, right? Um, I've definitely heard people say, they want to become vegetarian to lose weight, uh, but maybe they need more motivation. Um, I should also briefly mention that there are some health concerns with being vegetarian or vegan. Apart from the health benefits and general understanding that eating more vegetables and fruits uh, is better for you, a poorly planned uh, vegetarian or vegan diet could lead to nutrient deficiencies. Uh, nutrient is any substance that plants or animals need to live or, and grow, like iron, vitamins, uh, calcium, for example. Uh, nutrient deficiency is a term to refer to the body not getting enough or the necessary amount of a nutrient. Um, there are some nutrients that are very important for your body, but you can't really get from plants like vitamin B12, iron, calcium, uh, zinc. So yeah, quite often vitamins or supplements are required with a vegetarian or vegan diet. However, with good planning and understanding, you can still have a healthy balanced diet without the need for supplements. All right, well, let's move on to religious or faith-based diets. Um, now, their diets may be due to their philosophies or interpretations of scripture. Because Australia is a very multicultural place, uh, there is a wide range of religions here, so I'll mention some of them. Uh, I think most Hindus are vegetarians uh, because they believe in nonviolence against all life forms, including animals. Uh, most Hindus are what you would call uh, lacto-vegetarian, um, who don't consume meat and meat products as well as eggs. Those that are non-vegetarians um, have a way of slaughtering animals and preparing meat that minimizes trauma and suffering to the animal. But in general, they don't eat beef uh, because the cow is considered a holy animal. Um, it's also not that unusual to meet Buddhists and uh, Taoists, 
who are vegetarians as well. Um, Christianity uh, doesn't have any diet restrictions in general. Uh, there are, of course, individuals and possibly branches of Christianity who choose to forego uh, certain foods or drinks. Um, I've met some who gave up alcohol or uh, pork because of their personal spiritual conviction. Um, conviction means a strong opinion or belief. Uh, now, some Christians uh, observe something called Lent, which is a time of fasting and prayer, which is a time of fasting and prayer, and is considered a season of reflection and preparation before Easter. Um, it lasts for 40 days and is quite common for people to give up meat during this time. Fasting means to not eat food at all or not eat certain kinds of food uh, for a period of time. Now, this is for the purpose of spiritual observance, uh, but people may fast in preparation for blood tests, surgery, or for research as well. Um, foods that conform to uh, Jewish dietary regulations are called kosher, and they have very strict laws around slaughtering, preparing, and eating foods. However, I've heard that uh, some branches of Christianity and Judaism advocate a vegetarian and even a vegan diet. Uh, now, there is a relatively small Jewish community here um, in Melbourne, um, but I haven't had much experience with Jewish food. Um, I have to admit, uh, Jewish food is something I hear about in American culture, but I really don't know much about in Australian culture. The only times I've come across Jewish food is when I've watched something about them on TV. I did a quick Google search of Jewish restaurants uh, in Melbourne, and there aren't that many. Um, unfortunately, they're in places out of my way, uh, but I would definitely like to uh, um, check them out one of these days. Uh, Muslims have to eat halal foods. Um, halal means lawful or permissible. Uh, halal food is guided by a religious criteria that governs uh, everything from how the animal is raised and fed to how they're slaughtered and prepared for consumption. And you may have noticed that certain products have a halal stamp on them, or certain butchers, uh, bakeries, or restaurants have a halal stamp, uh, halal sign on their shop window. In contrast, uh, haram means forbidden, and this includes alcohol, pork, blood, meat, and meat products from a non-halal animal, and seafood that is not fish. They also observe a period of fasting in the ninth month of the Islamic calendar called Ramadan, and this lasts for 29 to 30 days, um, and they fast from sunrise to sunset. So, we have something here in Australia called a halal snack pack. Uh, it's a fast food dish, uh, usually from a takeaway place that contains halal certified doner kebab meat, uh, like lamb, chicken, or beef uh, with chips. And then you can add different condiments when you order it. Um, it's traditionally served in this uh, styrofoam container. Um, although it's Middle Eastern cuisine, it's actually considered Australian as a kind of fusion. 
Um, I believe it has different names depending on the state uh, in Australia. Um, here in Melbourne, it's Halal Snack Pack or HSP for short. It's, it's really good. And final diet, uh, let's talk about the gluten-free diet. Gluten-free uh, means containing no gluten. Uh, so a diet that contains no gluten is a gluten-free diet. Gluten, or gluten, is a type of protein found in wheat and other types of grains. Um, it acts as a binder that holds your bread and other bready products together um, and gives it that chewy texture. Um, unfortunately, it is something that's particularly bad for people with celiac disease. Uh, celiac disease is an autoimmune disorder uh, that reacts abnormally to gluten. So the immune system responds to gluten in such a way that it causes damage to the small intestine and comes with a whole bunch of other symptoms and medical complications. Now, there was this popularity of the uh, gluten-free diet, um, maybe in the last decade, um, that's led to, unfortunately led to negative prejudices against people who follow a gluten-free diet. Maybe it's not as popular these days uh, because of other fad diets, um, but I've heard a few stand-up comedians make fun of it. But it's actually no joke. Um, celiac disease uh, affects on average approximately 1 in 70 Australians. Um, but apparently most are undiagnosed. Undiagnosed celiac disease um, has been found to be linked to a number of health problems. Um, it's linked to lactose intolerance, which is the inability to digest lactose or sugar in dairy. Um, it's also linked to osteoporosis, uh, where the bones become thin and brittle. Type 1 diabetes, uh, where the body is unable to process glucose. Autoimmune thyroid disease or Hashimoto's uh, disease is when the immune system attacks the thyroid gland. Celiac disease has even been linked to unexplained infertility, uh, particularly in women. And the list goes on. And a gluten-free diet is the best and only medical treatment for it. I haven't been tested for celiac disease, um, but personally I also get problems when I consume Australian wheat products. Uh, I can eat wheat products from other countries with uh, little to no problems. I'm still mindful uh, of the amount of gluten I consume, uh, but I sometimes eat bread, pasta noodles uh, that are made overseas. Um, I have a mostly gluten-free diet here in Australia, but I don't really stick to it when I'm overseas. Like, I was able to eat bread and pasta uh, when I was backpacking um, the year before. Otherwise, I would have some difficulty, or I should say a lot of difficulty, um, trying to find gluten-free foods in countries where breads and pastas are common. And I'm not the only one. Um, there are articles online and I've heard stories of people who are gluten intolerant here in Australia, but then have no problems when they travel overseas. 
um, or eat uh, imported wheat products. Um, apparently, Australian wheat has more gluten in it uh, compared to other wheats around the world. I assume that's the problem, uh, but I'm not entirely sure, uh, to be honest. Um, I just hope there'll be more research and information on this issue in the future. Um, I should clarify, uh, gluten intolerance or gluten sensitivity is different to celiac disease in that there is no damage to the small intestine, even though negative symptoms are similar. But yeah, whether you're intolerant or have celiac disease, the best and only treatment at the moment is a gluten-free diet. Alright, well I'll finish the episode here. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe or follow if you found this interesting or helpful. Uh, please check out the website alongcameenglish.com and consider supporting uh, Along Came English on Patreon. Uh, the links are in the description below or on the website. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, have a good day and I'll catch you later. Bye!